0: Hi, I'm Kaya Savas. Uh, welcome to another all-access interview here. I'm uh, sitting with uh, composer Gustavo Santo Alaja. Gustavo, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. How are you? Thank you, Kaya. Uh, very good, very good. First of all, we want to dive in. I do want to congratulate you uh, for this amazing honor that you have from ASCAP, uh, com- Composer's Choice. So I'm
1: very com- happy. I'm very, very happy about yes. that award. It's an award that is given by other composers. Yes. You know, it's Voted uh, so by your peers. It means a lot to me. means a lot.
0: To have best video game of the uh, best video game score of the year, composer's choice at the 2021 uh, ASCAP Screen Music Awards. So congratulations on that. Uh, I would love to start. Of uh, uh, I know you've told the story in other interviews about how you were know, given a guitar when you were five years old, and you kind of, right. had the, you know, uh, the the early days where you kind of got into music. But what what was the point right. of your life where you thought, okay, this is my career. This is what's going to be what I'm going to do for a living. Do you remember that moment, or did it happen gradually?
1: No, I mean I. Uh... I mean, I, I I remember. I mean, when I still had you know, short wearing short pants, <laughs> and uh, saying uh, at a at a family gathering or something that I wanted to be like Polanka, I think I mentioned because I mean you know I, I or so, like an artist like that. That was like like the first thing I knew that I wanted to be there, but when really 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 uh, I, I I knew it and I felt it was when when the Beatles came. Uh, to to the light so i i you know i i started playing guitar when i was 5 my my teacher quit on me when i was 10 that's when i started writing little things my first group was a folk group an argentinian folk group at that time uh, in the 60s uh, argentinian folk music became very popular uh, it, it it kind of got to a uh, to become almost pop, you know, not not uh, not in the not in the musical design, but in the fact that it became uh, extremely popular. And uh, there was a, a, pro- a program on TV that was uh, sponsored by Crush, by the the, the it was Crush for us. <laughs> it, it, it's orange beverage. And they had every uh, weekend. They had this program where they have like new talents come and compete and stuff. And there was a, a proliferation of of uh, uh, Argentina folkloric music. And so, I, I, I when I was ten, uh, in between ten and eleven, I, I had this this group. was a trio. It was uh, two guitars and bombo. Uh, and uh but when i but i always love uh, rock and roll and you know I, st- I started with more like old stuff what my parents used to here i grew up the listening to all sorts of music one of the things that i really uh uh love about, you know, how was my, 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 my growing up was the fact that at home we listened to all kinds of music and then my parents were avid record buyers. I mean, I see other friends of mine that, you know, the parents didn't have that many records. My my, my parents always were buying records. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I went through, you know, from tango and, uh, you know, Argentina folk music to classical music. To, uh, to American music. A lot of, you know, I mean, uh, Les Paul and Mary Ford, uh, Dinah Shore, uh, um, you know, really a wide variety, you know, uh, Frankie Lane, for example, you know, I'm, I'm worried about Bing Crosby, you know, Sinatra, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, so <clears throat> it was a really, uh, coming until, you know, uh, Bill Haley, I love that. I remember the first rock and roll record that my parents bought was Rock Around the Clock, you know, and really that sort of changed the whole thing. And I wanted an electric guitar that moment. So I got my first electric guitar when I was uh, 12. And around that time to between 12 and 13, and uh, the first records, the first albums that I bought were, it's funny because I, I kind of saved some money from little errands that I did for my parents and stuff. And I bought two albums G.I. Blues by Presley, which was already like a more tamed Presley. He was in the military service and stuff. And the first album by Los Teen Tops. Los Teen Tops were this Mexican band that actually sang rock and espanol. You know, years later, oh, ages yeah. later, I found in a book of record covers, I found the record cover of, of Teen Tops, but the American edition. And actually had on the top written big rock en español, which was a term that was used many, many years after, you know, but I think really th- that was the first time that probably happened, you know. So, you know, los steam tops used to sing like, you know, Chuck Berry songs or, you know, or uh, uh, Fats Domino songs, but, uh, um, but uh, translated to, or dollar uh, translated to, uh, to Spanish, but it was Mexican slang. And it was the first time that I articulate, you know, rock and roll with Spanish. And uh, so I, that's, I wanted the electric guitar. So I got that electric guitar when I was 11, I think, you know, between 10 and 11. And by the time I was between 12 and 13, that's when the Beatles came to the scene. And it was over. I mean, that over. Was,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And uh, I, I was always a very good student in school so you know i never you know had to take you know extra exams or you know never flunk i mean I, I was always in the first two or three of the class always i was but i wasn't like a nerd you know but i just was just good i enjoy school i loved i, I like to, to 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 learn and and uh, and i grew up a be, being very disciplined you know my, my 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 mother was very strict you know with me and uh, in a good sense I think you know yeah that's great uh, for sure. in a good sense but uh, but uh, so so uh, that's when I when when I put the band together that then was the seed that then became Arcoiris and uh, my my father used to work in advertising it's funny he worked for a for a big advertising company that is huge even today in the world it's jw thompson you know walter thompson and yeah. um uh, and uh, so he got me the opportunity to to record some demos like i recorded one demo when i was uh, 13 another when i was 14 and another one when i was 15 and of course you record those demos and they give you a un acetato, an acetate you know and that was that's what I had, I still have those. It's amazing. And, uh, those were my, my, my first songs and stuff. And then I switched after the 30s when I really made the switch from writing in English because that was like the thing there. And I went to a, an English-British uh, elementary school so I could handle, you know, some English. I could write, even write in English a little bit. But then I switched to write in Spanish. And then, you know, and then that, that seed became arcoiris. And that's the band, actually, that, that the first uh, band that I, that I was that became really popular and became big. There's a series on Netflix that I recommend to you uh, that I'm, I'm uh, one of the narrators and executive producer. It's called Break It All. Break and it's all? the yeah. story of, of rock in Espanol uh, against the background of the social political reality that we were living And during all these decades, you know, it's it's, it's very informative, but it's very entertaining. And you really got the feeling of the context. You know, David Byrne has said that the the future of of the rock is not in England or in the United States, but it's in the third world. And I would like to add that I think Latin America is at the forefront of that. And it's really it's a big part of my life. That's where I come from. Musically, you know, ep- right, right. It's you everything, know. your identity. It's everything. Exactly. It comes from there. So it's, it's, if, I mean, if you want to know a little more, at least, you know, the first two episodes you can watch. The series is on Netflix. It's been uh, shown in 190 territories. It's been subtitled in 30 languages. And it was Top ten, number one uh, for a uh, couple of weeks in Argentina, and Mexico, top ten for a month in Latin America, and it got to number fifteen in Netflix worldwide chart. So it was wow. it's been very, very successful. Just came out uh, last year at the uh, at uh, the end, at the end of the year. Um, definitely need to uh, check that out. Yeah, I need to check. So, that out. so I think I think you'll enjoy. I think you'll have fun. Yeah watching it. <laughs> you know? So that's that's where I, that's where I it came from. I started making records. I signed my first uh, deal, my first professional deal when I was 16 with uh, RCA.
0: I, I wanted to um, talk about kind of how you kind of entered into the film music world, of course, uh, right. working with the amazing Alejandro González right. and Yuritu. Right. Um, and we could spend hours breaking that down from, you know, Morris Peros and Babel and, and Beautiful, which is, I think, very that, underrated. I mean, that's,
1: that's what led me to Walter Sales and, and so forth, so forth, so forth. I mean, it's very, it's very simple. I can, I can, I, I will try to, to, to resume some things because that connect with that. Yeah. I yeah. always was very interested in cinema, very interested. As a matter of fact, when I, my plan was that to finish high school and to go and study filmmaking uh that didn't i mean the the whole thing i mean in my my family started to deteriorate i mean my parents have been so supportive all my life of, of my the music and you know bought me instruments and you know amplifier and everything very supportive always but the moment that i decided that i wanted to that that was what i wanted to do in my life things got a little bit you know, hairy because they, yeah. they thought that we, being such a good student and stuff, you know, that, you know, that probably, you know. And so in any case, eh, when I finished high school, unfortunately, one of the the several military governments that we had that actually, you know, end up with a life of 30,000 people in my country eh, closed the Institute of Cinematography because they thought it was a focus of communists or whatever, yeah, you know what right, i was, right. I didn't have any more school. So I wanted to study a little bit of television, but that was my stint with, with with film. But I always was very interested in film. And one thing that I always got a comment that I always got from people was that my music was very visual. Everybody will tell me, oh man, your music is so visual. My productions, you know I mean? I, you know, I have produced more than 100 albums of other artists. And, uh, eh, you know, eh, eh, your albums, you know, they're so visual. I always had this, and I think music in visual terms. So in a way, I found it very organic for me to to go into this. There's an album by Arcoiris that I did when I was 18 years old. It's, it's called just Arcoiris, and it has a, a pink cover with a symbol in it. And that album, which has been re-released now in vinyl and stuff, you know, eh, it's really like the blueprint, you'll find there my, my scores. My every Everything is in that that record. In you know, a long- Genesis of your instrumental sound. Instrumental yeah. passages, you know. Right. Uh, so I always was attracted to uh, to movies. So when when the possibility of doing Amores Perros came, you know, I, I have done prior to that just one movie. A very interesting movie called She Dances Alone. Very hard to find. Federico de Laurentiis Dino's son was the producer, actually. Oh, wow. And yeah. died in an accident. And then, kind of like that movie went well, And right. it's a movie about Nijinsky. Uh, but it's a really interesting movie. It's directed by a guy named Robert Dornhelm. It's from Austria. He was nominated for an Oscar for a, a documentary, but also then he went on to, he directed a film called Echo Park with Tom Waits and some, you know, later on. and I think I lost totally track of Robert, but I believe he's continues directing uh, t- uh, shows for TV. TV series and stuff, right? But we did them. That, that movie was really interesting because it was a movie about Nijinsky, but uh, uh, with Nijinsky's daughter in the movie, which is a, was at the time a very much past by now, but uh, she was an old lady and she had mental problems. So the movie was about a director trying to make a movie about Nijinsky. It was very confused. Sometimes Kira will talk to Batcourt was the the director. So she will talk to Court sometimes and sometimes she will lose it. and will talk to actually to Robert. (laughs) Do you see that she switched to talk to the, the other director, you know, the real director. And uh, Max von right. did, like, the voiceover. I mean, it's really interesting movie. So that was my first experience of doing uh, score. And it didn't go anywhere more than that. I always had my bands producing that. But then, suddenly, this opportunity came of, of Amores Perros. And I remember that I was very busy at the time. I'm always multitask. I'm doing very several projects at the same time. Uh, and... Uh, I was so busy, so busy, so busy. I never, I didn't read the script. I didn't uh, 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 saw it rough cut or anything. And I remember I told Lucia, my my assi- old life assistant, I said, "Lucia, I know, just call tomorrow and say that I'm I'm not going to be able to do this movie. Let's be realistic. I haven't read a script. I never seen anything by this director. It's his first movie. I, we are covered by 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 work. I mean, you know, it's just you know." And in the middle of the night, I woke up. This is absolutely a real story. And I started to think, what if, what if, what if this movie is amazing? What if the director is, you know, some, you know, great and stuff? And I'm just saying no to something that I didn't even. So I called early. Lucia said, stop. You know, just tell them that if they come over and they show me the movie, I will consider. And sure enough, Alejandro came. At the time, you know, we were VHS. So he came and we put the VHS. In and he went out, he was chain smoking. He went out, and after the first 10 minutes, remember Amores Perros that car chase and stuff? Yes, yes. I look at my, you know, I've been working with this with Anibal, he's an engineer and, and co producer for more, more than 35 years. We've been working together, and we look at each other, and we're like, man, we're doing this movie. You know, well, <laughs> that's how we got into Amores Perros, okay? Yeah, yeah. Which was also a movie that already had a temp track. So I really, I mean, I put my 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 trademark there, my wrong note there, you know, my 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 dissonant stuff. Uh, but 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 it was, you know, there was already something there. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you this because that's not the way that I usually work. And then Alejandro, at certain point, said, you know, there's this friend of mine, you know, Walter Salles, director. I said, yeah, Central Station. I love uh, Central Station. Walter Salles, he's doing this movie. About Guevara, you know, and you know you're from Argentina. You should talk to him, and that's how I talked to uh, to Walter, and I did the motorcycle diaries. Yes, and motorcycle, motorcycle diaries. Uh, it was uh, it was the first movie that got really uh, recognition, international recognition. But when we were presenting the movie in Sundance, looking for distribution here in the states, that same evening, you know, the movie was shown the distribution was was arranged and at a party at a house somebody started saying you know Gustavo should meet Ang Lee because uh, you know he's doing this and Gustavo should meet with him and you know they sent me a script from Broadway I loved it and like two months later I was in New York uh, playing with a friend of mine in Carnegie Hall and uh, and I got this phone call and said, you know, Angus at, at the office is in, in focus and he would like to meet you. And I had my Ron Rocco with me. So I took the subway. I went, you know, I remember and, and Ang, you know, like Chinese man, not talk at all. Just was like, hi, hi. He's a very timid <laughs> guy. Yeah. He pointed at the at my the case, you know. Right. So I took out the Ron Rocco and just started playing just like that without without really saying more than hi, hi. <laughs> just do the Ron Rocco and start playing. And that kind of like set up the mood for, the, for the, <laughs> the the meeting. And then we talk about the ideas of the guitar and, you know, the strings and that, right? So I came back to Los Angeles, started working. And 15 days later, you know, I had I had the score. I had the score, the whole wow. score. 15 days. I sent it to him. I sent it to him. This is real funny. And I call back, you know, like a few days later, I talked to James Seamus. And he was laughing, and he said, you don't know what happened. Oh, I said, no, oh, tell me. Well, Ang got the tape, and he thought that this was something that you were sending him to show what you, stuff that you have done. And he said, damn it, I mean, this would be perfect, this music for the movie, you know. <laughs> said, oh, this is the, and he told me then, he said, I'll see you at the Oscars. He told me, I remember, I was in Miami at the time, I was at wow. the beach, we were coming with my wife, we are at the beach, and he said, I'll see you at the Oscars really? And then <laughs> uh, I remember, I mean, also going back to Motorcycle Diaries, that it was the first time that I got recognition, I was saying, because uh, I was nominated for a BAFTA, you know, and, uh, and I, I wasn't going to go. I mean, I was nominated against Howard Shore and I don't know if Hans Zimmer was, I don't know, but there were these huge guys there. It's, I don't have the slight chance there, you know. And the people in London, you know, call me, listen, come I come here because the movie was, people love hear the movie and they love the music and you should, you know, and we said, well, okay, let's go, you know, I mean, it's a trip to, long, let's, let's, and so we went, I remember we were coming in the theater and they were playing the music of motorcycle diaries. I went, oh, <laughs> it can happen. And it did. It won best uh, foreign movie but, and it won the score, you know, and that's, so that was the first Boom, you know.
0: Yeah. Just a big shock. Yeah.
1: And then the next year was uh, uh, the next year was uh, was uh, uh, brought back. Uh, I was nominated again for the for the BAFTA, but this time I, I didn't uh, uh, win. And uh, then the third year was the BAFTA again nominated, and I won the BAFTA and the second Oscar with *Babel*.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. those are all fantastic. I mean, those string of, I mean, it all happened so quick and they're
1: just, yes, very s- quick and, and yeah. no, no nowhere no Hollywood agent. No, I mean, I work with Robert Messenger, which I love. Okay. But it's not, right. it wasn't none of this that I'm telling you was the fruit of, you know, any logistics or, you know, deals and things Yeah, mm-hmm. after because I was, you know, very successful and I am very successful uh, producer of Latin alternative music. That's yeah, why yeah. I, Thank you, you know, so I had now I have nineteen Grammys, you know. I mean, I have right, a, right. seventeen Latin Grammys and two Anglo Grammys. I was nominated for an Anglo Grammy right now with uh, uh, Bajo Fondo, too. Uh, so that was my like my world, you know. So I I never, but the connection with the movies in a way have always been there, in the music itself, the the visual element, you know.
0: Yes, hundred percent, and. And the fact that that led to Neil Druckmann reaching out to you—I um, mean, that's such a fantastic story. Well, to-
1: in this yeah, in this period after those movies and this recognition and stuff, mm-hmm. I was approached by a couple of companies to do videos, a video game.
0: Mm.
1: One, a big French company, one of the big ones, you know. Right. But I never connected. I didn't. I always. <laughs> I mean, I always. That sense, you know, I'm very picky. Uh, what I do and I always do stuff even they can be they could be very small stuff you know I'd rather do a small movie you know in India or in or in France or something that to do you know some Hollywood movie that I really don't like, you know or whatever even if they pay more money, it' just was never about the money for me. never you know so right right I'm always trying to do stuff that reverberates uh, with me. And uh, so I, I knew because I, I'm not a gamer, but my son is, or was at the time, you know, it's been nine years in the first game, you know, since we started working on the first game. Uh, so he was, and I always like to watch, you know, how he played, you know, and I always thought, you know, if somebody makes really a, an emotional connection, the day that somebody creates really an emotional connection with a player, this is going to be a game changer, no, no, no pun intended. but this this gonna change the the whole thing, you know. And so when I met Neil, I always compare Neil. I always said that it's like a it's it's obviously it's another person different, but it remind me a little bit of Alejandro in in, a, in, a, in in his way, not in his way of thinking certain things, you know, the drama and the pathos, you know, yes, it's all about uh, the emotion, the characters, yeah, yeah, exactly. and uh, so i I I went right for it. I knew this this was a game that I wanted to be involved with. You know, I'm so glad that I didn't do the other ones. So glad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm glad
0: too because <laughs> that that when the, I remember playing that first game. I'm a gamer. I mean, I I and I first Last of Us too. I loved as well. And um, just the because of course Uncharted had already kind of become a thing, and Naughty Dog kind of was growing as you know really right. this kind of storytelling studio. And of course Neil taking Last of Us. I remember starting that game and I remember that the first prologue, the the opening, we know when he loses his daughter and you're just crying and you're and tears are coming down your face. And then that opening credits start and then your theme hits. And I wanted to ask you because that that theme, I'm a huge Western fan and I,
1: I definitely picked yes. up
0: elements of the Western
1: genre. Of, course, in of there. course, because I love that. I love that, too. I love I'm a I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Americana. But you know, I, I I sort of interpret it in my own way. I many times yes. I think about it. You know, uh, well, there's something about that, uh, and an anecdote that is it's it's, it's I think it, it it will enrich this. Uh, um, when I came to this country in 1978, um, I uh, I came with you know with songs and some music that I wanted to 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 distribute to show myself. So I, I distributed cassettes, different people and stuff, and I got good response from no one, you know? But only one guy. <laughs> one guy got a response. He used to work at Island Publishing, mm. you know? Uh, and uh, so, you know, I got a meeting with him. You know, he had my tape I brought my guitar. I played some songs there for him. We listened to the tape and he was very nice, very nice guy. Uh, and then he said, well, you know, I got to tell you something. You know, your songs and everything is fantastic your voice everything but but it always seems that you know you're going well with the song and suddenly boom you hit the wrong note you hit like a wrong chord you know (laughs) it was so funny you know and I said well I know that probably this will result in that we're not going to work together but I want to tell you that I take this as a compliment because I am looking for that wrong note that wrong chord that that thing that will you know provoke some type of inflection you know in uh in, in, in the piece, uh, cuts the scene. Sure enough. I mean, nothing happened. Okay. Right. Cuts the scene 35 years later or something where there's a tribute to Neil Young that, uh, the Academy Grammys, uh, put together and stuff. Uh, he, uh, handles the publishing of Tom Waits and with the group band band, my band Bajo Fondo, uh, we, we collaborate with different, Different people we have recorded with different artists from different Elvis Costello, for example, you know Lamala Rodriguez, different people. So we wanted to do something with Tom Waits, and somehow we reached this guy, uh, 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 you know, through some other people, right? So he knew about me, this Gustavo, the guy that wanted this improbacofono, and he knew about the guy, the Gustavo that won the Oscars, right? So somebody introduced me to him. Introduced me to, him. oh, this is another. Oh, and he said, Oh, yeah, you're the, the guy from the Oscars. Congratulations. No, no, no. I said, you don't remember, but you, I met you many, many years ago. And you know, you were working here, you were doing the guy was like, you know, couldn't believe he couldn't recognize me or whatever. And then I said, and you said something that I always mentioned to my friends or people when I talk, you said, you know, that all my music was was going great, and suddenly I hit a wrong note, a wrong chord, you know. And I said, you know, I kept on doing that. I always keep on searching for that note. And but now people seem to like it. People seems to 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 like that thing. yes he loved it you know because i never resent the guy the matter of fact he was the only guy that paid attention to me yeah you yeah know? and it became it's, almost oh, like it's your like yeah like a life yeah, mission yeah, like yeah, yeah. searching so, that wrong great note. moment yeah. and actually after the thing he came especially with his wife he wanted me he was he wanted his wife to meet me you know and he was you know he couldn't stop talking about this all night you know because i can think also that the guy said you know i had this guy i could have signed this guy you know and i Another the guy that won two Oscars, and I don't know, it was it was a great thing. And I'm and uh, I remember Anne Hathaway because I did the music for Brokeback, like like I mentioned to you prior to the movie being filmed. So uh, and it was totally, you know, his genius, you know, that that angst, that said, okay, we're gonna put this here, we're gonna put this here, we're gonna repeat this. That's all his vision, you know, really, you know? Uh, so I remember, so he played the music to the actors. He used to listen to the music, uh, you know, then the morning before shooting and stuff. The music became an intricate part of the of the thing. And he was so kind to mention in the early yeah. times that actually he put together the narrative of the, the movie through the music.
0: Yeah, and I agree
1: with that, because I think that,
0: for me, the first movie I ever, I'm not a musician, but the way I got into filmmaking Uh was music. And the first movie I ever saw that my my mother ever showed me was Fantasia. And that's just image and music, you know, so I really think music fuels imagery. And then, of course, for your job, when you look at the image, it it brings out music from you. But I think there's a, a
1: perfect cycle there. But 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 one of the interesting things about the way I like to work better is without looking at any images. The images are in right. my mind. Right. So I like to work from the script very mm. much, and from talks with the director. Yes. And it's in that, from that talking to the director, and you know my understanding of the script and the characters and the vision of the director that I kind of like get. I. it it gets me more inspired that, of course, then I work with image, and if I have to score something to picture, I can do it too, but the way that the, the themes come, you know, out, and the, the, the the fabric, the sonic, the idea of the instrumentation, or this, and that, it comes really more from the, from the story, the characters, than actually looking at a, at an image, you know, right, so, yeah, we're... we're, prior Sorry. it worked great for the last of us because in the video game as you know you know you, you don't get the final thing at the, the until the very very end right so you, you have to end in in the game I mean Neil has told me that because I was always giving uh, I was delivering you know batches of of music every now and then you know it's a process of two three years and uh, and he has written uh, uh, he wrote scenes uh, ad scenes to, uh, to the game and stuff based on pieces of music that he heard and go, oh, you know, it, you, he imagined something out of that. And and then, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that, that
0: process of, of just uh, talking to directors or, or, or having been not looking at the image yet. So I'm, I'm curious, where does that first note come from usually? Is it, do you have to sit alone with your thoughts? You just noodle a little bit and and, or are you what are you latching onto from the director, or what are you latching onto that really inspires you to start creating that first note?
1: It's hard to i that that I don't know if I can answer. I, I don't know what is exactly. It's a combination of all the elements, and suddenly something something comes to my mind. It's like, for example, for for Babel, I wanted an instrument that could be a, like a kind of a they could. Uh, these stories and I knew that, you know, that I didn't, I wanted to be world, kind of world music, but not necessary like a documentary, like a National Geographic documentary, you know, that you go to this or you hear them the but So the, the oud was perfect because uh, the oud is the ancestors, ancestor of the lute, therefore the ancestor of the guitar. So. But you know, the, so the lute connect me with the Arabic world, but also could connect me with the, the Mexican you know, border with, and I find it also that I could connect it with the sound of the coto to that string thing. And the fact that I'm not a nude player, which is something that I like and I stretch and I, used to, I like to talk about these things sometimes that I, I like to play instruments that I don't know how to play. I like to put myself in front of an instrument that it's not my instrument, you know, uh, because it, uh, because force me to be minimalistic, yes. force me, you know, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> puts me in a situation of danger, which is right. pretty, that energy, you know, and of innocence too it has a playful yes. element to it, you know. So right. wood became a, you know, my my sort of my 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 helper, you know. Although in some cues, perhaps at the end. The wood wasn't featured, but it was the element, the thing that I I I grab for that score, you know. Always always using my my run rock or guitars or that because that's also my 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 my, the things that I play, you know. But uh, but uh, I I, um, sometimes it can be an instrument, you know, or 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 a timber like you or, or or a quality. And for example, for the the this the Brokeback Mountain, you know, thing What I was telling you, when I met Anne Hathaway, she said talking about the theme they change when it goes you know, there's that really, that that wrong note is there, you know, there's a wrong note there, and she said, when I heard that dissonant thing, I went, oh man, and I said, great, I mean, she got it, you know, that yeah, yeah twisted thing. Uh, for me, the same thing happened with the banjo in the second uh, installment of, of The Last of Us because I wanted to continue exploring and expanding this concept of Americana uh, that had that, that, that guitar with a with vibrato, that Western thing that you were talking about. Uh, uh, and I always been attracted to the banjo uh, and I, of course, I didn't want to play it like a banjo. I'm not a banjo player, you know. And I knew that it was not going to sound like a banjo player playing it. It was going to sound different, but it will have those timbers that somehow will connect with that. And that's what I what I like. I like that combination. That that uh, and to break a little bit of that. And with all the respect to you know to 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 people, you know, I, it's funny because one day I did a talk in Nashville, and. Uh, in the audience, and I had my Ron Rocco, and I was so glad that I, play, I played Iwasu, and uh, in the audience was Bela Fleck And he came after, you know, to talk to me and said, I, I wanted to know how do you pick that, the way I pick uh, Iwasu, which is, you know, well, four fingers, sometimes three, but four. And he wanted to, because he said, we we pick with three fingers, and he was so curious about how did I get that that flowing thing that, you know, sounds like a continuum. Sounds like several. Yeah, years it just keeps of, going like, and over. Yeah, but it's really one. You know, right? Yeah, it's one of my sort of trademarks. You know. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And uh, and it's one of those things that still no one could, <laughs> no one can do it. I mean, I hear things that are trying to trying to, yeah. <laughs> but, but it has this special flow. Yes. That, that has to that has that thing. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, I have tremendous respect for, or or Hansa Eldin, a wood player. Those are, you know. So what I do is, is a different thing. It's more like a like a like a vision of an artist. I feel like as an artist, you give me a, a glass, I should be able to make music with it. I should be able to do do something with it musical, you know. Yeah, find the, 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 the spirit probably, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's easier than than others, but but I, I love, and as a matter of fact, I, I do, a, a, for example, I use a lot, uh, one of the things that is part of also of my trademark are PVC pipes, you know, construction hmm. pipes. Yes. I, I've been playing those for years and I use them in my scores and, and in many, many, many things. Uh, and and I have this, this whole thing about found objects that, that I play, not so they're not actually instruments that I build. They're not built. There's no building involved. It's just an object found that produces a sound, you know, and that somehow right. you know the, this this Indian uh, tradition that that you know the things have spirits, the objects yes. have spirit. So when you, for me, when you pr- produce a sound out of something, somehow it's like you know bringing out the spirit of that that object. Absolutely. It can be a bowl. It can be you know a bottle. It can be, you know, a, a, a pipe. Hard, hard surface, hot, hollow surface, yeah.
0: Exactly. All these different things. And uh, so I love the way, uh, I mean, the last of the scores, they have some melodic material and thematic material, but of course the thematic and, I mean, the dissonant and atmospheric stuff that you do so well, the minimal things. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, how do you, how did you evolve, what, in your mind, how did the two scores d- they differ from the second one to the first one? The, the first one was very focused on Joel and Ellie, that kind of bond and that and of course both uh, games deal with all these moral ambiguities and ethics and and all these you know right. kind of humankind kind of deteriorating without law and order. Second movie is revenge and and of course spoiler alert. Uh, hopefully people have played the game by now, but subverting expectations and where all of a sudden right. we're now with Abby for the rest of the game. Correct. And like who's the bad guy the now?
1: The interesting about bringing other instruments to the mix too, you know, mm-hmm. but instruments that continue sort of in the in the in the uh, emotional landscape that the first ones, but, and I, I, I have, for example, I replace, I use quite a bit in the first one, uh, a six string bass, a Fender six string bass, which is an old instrument. It's not this new modern bass with, you know, 24 strings. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's the old six strings, which, which is actually like a guitar, but an octave lower, you know? Uh, and I used that uh, in the first one. In the second one, I found these this, uh, guys in Argentina that became very good friends that are, are string makers. And they made these strings for, for a uh, nylon string guitar, which is my first guitar, you know, uh, that are an octave lower. It's, very, it's the only manufacturer that I know. It's called Magma. That do these strings. They 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 are not. We can't find them anywhere else, you know. And so I have now a guitar that is you know like a nylon string, but it's an octave lower. It's exactly like that Fender bass, but but in a nylon string. And I brought that, and it's it, it's also pretty featured in the in the game too. And the addition of the banjo. I mean, all those things for me somehow. Uh, continuing with using you know the guitar you know and everything that I used uh, in the in the previous one uh, it, uh, helped creating this more uh, rich world of more characters in that sense you know more 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 sounds more elements more timbers yeah, and you can connect I always felt that the Ron Rocco was uh, connected to Ellie I always felt it because the Ron Rocco has that that delicate thing you know that that, that element that I, I associated with also uh, her, you know, especially in the first game, you know, her innocence and, you know, her, like you know, fr-
0: fragility to her character at the correct, start correct. of it. And she goes through that journey to kind of become correct.
1: hardened. But yeah, right. So I, I continue with that. And then really, it's not that, you know, the instruments are in, in the in the case of the Ron Rocco with LE yes, it's like that. But uh, in the case of Abby or in the case of Joe, it's not that necessary. I found an instrument related to them. And the, in the case of the Ronroco and, and Ellie, yes. But the other is more just, you know, the the the, the, the overall emotional landscape.
0: Yes. And uh, so when people ask me, like, when, I remember when the first game first came out, and of course it kind of grew very quickly and became but I, I was you know, I jumped on board played at the first and people were asking me about the score and everything sometimes and my friends were like oh what's the score like and when I the way I would describe it yes. and I'm curious how you would describe your own score is I would always tell them it's like a, a candle that's just about to flicker out but it's it's holding strong and it's just about to go out I, it's Love just it. like it's it's staying there and it's staying Love there it. it. yeah Beautiful. Is that yeah. it? Because I'm, that's what it feels like to me. So I'm curious what your how you would describe your your own scores for those games. It's a
1: great, great way. Because I I use that also in the composition. I love that. As a matter of fact, last night I was working on a piece that has that. You know, like um, I'm terrible with the titles. Terrible with titles. You know. So I I, I want to tell you about this piece that is in the Last of Us. Time that just waits and holds there you know and and it's that the image that you said is perfect because it's, it's about to go and then kind of like gets up again you know, like in the candles you know oh yeah it's it grows a little oh, bit you know? it's still it's still there's still life
0: there there's it's, it's it's almost gone but it's there that light is still there yeah and i and I,
1: I like sort of like those, those thing of waiting you know and that and that those silences they, 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 you know, explore the, the silence and the, the the eloquent silence. You know, the silence that 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 talk. I always say that that they, in a way sometimes it's easier to to play. I mean, you know, if you if you are, you know play fast and people are so into you know playing fast and stuff. Or, <clears throat> I mean, if you practice, you practice, you can play. I mean, but to not play, that, that's that's hard you know yeah to,
0: to, to reserve yourself and hold yourself back yeah, yeah. reservation yeah just to, to and that's a big job of composers to know when to to stay quiet so you don't interrupt or you don't ruin the, mo- the okay. moment yeah
1: correct. Right. and I, i'm i'm not a big fan of of uh, movies uh, i mean i i enjoy all kinds of movies and i me for me i don't like very much when it's music 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 yeah wall to wall 10 minutes if uh, it becomes almost like irrelevant the music or, or it works in enough in another way. It's a different thing. Like in animation, you know, it really I mean it just goes hand in hand. It's almost like a you know. So it's a different totally different thing. But in a dramatic movie, in a normal movie and stuff, it uh, I I I like the, the 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 economic way of using music. You know, just when it when it's needed to support, not to to you know to to become. And and in documentaries, especially, you know, when you see something that is horrible, you know, that is happening, you know, you know, some, you know, famine in the world and stuff, and you put music to it, it in a way, I mean, it becomes, it it trivializes, you know. Yes, because yeah, Yeah. yeah, it
0: kind of uh, takes away the authenticity
1: or something because it's the illusion of reality what the music is doing, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the music sort of tells you how you have to feel, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, art is always manipulative in a way you know sure. but but like good magicians i think you know you don't have to like if you enjoy a magician when you don't you don't know how they did it right and you, you don't want to feel that you are manipulated you just want to feel that you know, things are happening and and that you know suddenly something magical happened yes you you are being manipulated that's you know
0: right sometimes you want to sometimes you want to I remember growing up I would be like I'm if I'm feeling sad or something and I wanted to maybe feel a little bit different or something I knew a piece of music I could go to to help me get to that emotion or maybe I want to accentuate my sadness and make myself cry and then you just pile it on
1: you are manipulating yourself yes yeah. saying, no i'm gonna do this to myself okay right when Absolutely. somebody else does it to you that's the thing it's like yeah that's different. yeah, yeah. completely different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure
0: um i did want to mention also you know before as we kind of wrap up a little bit uh you did another great series monsterland for hulu the hulu original and i, so I noticed much. a lot of
1: thank you thank you so much because nobody did really uh right not nobody but not lots of people actually they knew about it or knows about it and for me it was a great thing to explore that type of genre you know
0: yes and uh, it was based on a, a series of short stories of kind of north american monster stories and yes. and it's an anthology each episode is kind of a little story right. taking place there were some, some that
1: were truly for, for me fantastic i mean it wasn't all even you know uh, but but it's a great, great series and some of them were truly fantastic i think like the first episode and the third one they're really great yeah you
0: know? and it really highlighted your kind of the if you love last of us anybody listening if you love the dissonance yes. and the atmospheric and what gustavo does with that it's it's mm, beautiful <laughs> you really i mean it just warps with your mind and then you just you're it thank grabs you. you it's fantastic thank you, thank you. um thank you so much. yeah so yeah definitely check it out it's hulu uh, hulu original for sure um so just kind of to wrap up what what if you had to say, what's the most challenging aspect of your job? What would you say is the most challenging aspect of your job?
1: Most challenging aspect. I find it very challenging, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that has to do with spotting and uh, uh, that is is always, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I like to rely a lot also in, in, in the directors and, and, and the editors. In that thing and not so much be it seems you know, like you're you you feel
0: constricted by the picture sometimes right is that right. correct with correct. that
1: yeah so that's part you know of the of of, of the challenge because I mean the the my uh, lack of academic tuition hasn't been really a problem you know even when I have to work with strings or things like that and stuff I do I put down all my ideas and then I always try to bring somebody you know as great as David Campbell to you know to to you know arrange and orchestrate and who, who actually you know is respects a lot of you know what I want to do but just you know <clears throat> or Tim Davis, who's you know did Book of Life and and, uh, and but uh, I would say that that uh, spotting perhaps is one of the things that is a little bit uh, hard challenging. When sometimes it's really obvious, oh no, we go. But it's the the ones that are not so obvious that sometimes you go, oh, gee, you know, it's cool that they put music here because I wouldn't have, you know, I, I yeah, I would yeah. use much less music always. Yeah, you'd always I, probably always, pull always back less music, yeah. <laughs> and then school, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. And then to, to the last question, I want to say, what's the most rewarding aspect? What is the most f- fulfilling, creatively fulfilling aspect of your job that you love at the end of every project that completely makes it worth it?
1: To be honest, I, I like what really rewards me is the reaction of the, 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 the people, you know, like, for example, that uh, in a way, I mean, I, I do feel that that uh, is a gift. This because I don't know where it comes from. You know what I mean? Of course I work very hard. I I am the one that believes that, you know, it's 80% of, you know, perspiration and 20% of inspiration. I do believe in that and looking for your own, you know, your own voice, your own identity, stay truthful to that, all all that stuff. Uh, But is when, but all that, you know, it, it has a purpose. I mean, when I think, I mean, why do I do what I do? In every aspect, you know, doing music for movies, uh, doing uh, uh, writing songs, producing other artists—somehow, is to affect people in a positive way. That's what I what I really would like to to do. And when I f- when I feel that that hap- happens, uh, it's tremendously rewarding. You know, my my dad, who was a great, 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 great man, and uh, which I lost when I was a kid, but you know, still me the opportunity to tell me some really great advice in many things. And uh, so one day I, I you know confronted him and said, "You know, but what would you like me to be when I grow up? you know, and and my dad was always, no, I would like to be whatever you want to be, whatever you know, whatever, never do anything that doesn't make you happy." That was one of the things that he always told me. never do anything that doesn't make you happy. But once pushed pushed, he said, "Well, I mean, perhaps, or either a, a doctor, a medical doctor, or a priest," he said. You know, <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, I was going to be—I wanted to be a priest when I was a kid. It's uh, so uh, what I feel that what I do in a way it has a little bit of both things, you know, it has like the therapeutic uh, quality <clears throat> too, you know, and it has a spiritual uh, uh, value too you know and uh, so i went to kuwait when was it uh, a couple of years ago right before all this uh, for a video conference and stuff and it was so incredible to be in kuwait with you know women totally covered you know that are gamers that are gamers can you wow. imagine i mean you know, and i can imagine only what that that is for them is like totally the the, the 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 place that they can be a little bit free, you know, playing that game, you know, but and when you see the, 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 the impact that the music has had on those, on the people, you know what I mean? That's what is the most rewarding thing for me, is seeing that what, that I have done something that had made people uh, feel good, you know what I mean? Or feel an emotion or, or have moved them, you know, or entertain them, or, you know, that has been useful. That I have done something that has been right. useful, you know.
0: Yes, and it it has for me, and I think it has for so many people, and and it's just it's also it just shines a light on the beauty of music itself, and the music, the beauty of storytelling, connecting humans and, and cultures, different, no language barriers, no you know, borders, everything is just human and emotion, and I think that's the beauty of it for sure. But
1: music has that that wonderful, wonderful element, you know, in in it, and uh, so that's that's what i really truly celebrate
0: yes and uh absolutely you No, know, and Gustavo, i wanted to thank you for your time i know you have a, a you know you have a busy schedule ahead of you and it's been so great to talk to you and i honestly could probably talk to you for another three hours
1: thank but you, thank you so much i'm sorry <laughs> if i could perhaps you know oh track. no
0: i i loved hearing everything and oh, i forgot to mention i i definitely caught your cameo in last of us part two sitting ah, with the banjo
1: that's that's amazing that's I literally amazing. i was walking i was like is that Gustavo? And I walk <laughs> over.
0: <laughs> He's, you know, you're sitting with the band. Imagine
1: for me to keep that, I couldn't tell anybody. My wife knew, but but my son, I couldn't tell my son. I knew if I told my son, he wasn't <laughs> going to be able to keep it for himself. So, so you know, I knew it for for a year. Almost. Yeah, um, I know you had to get they, they had to design your character model and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But um, all right, Gustavo, thank you so much uh, well, for your time. Thank, so, thank you, thank you, okay. and and
1: uh, anytime, any in, uh, anything.